Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Are you letting your meat rest? Not often enough. <laughs> and what are you more afraid of, supernatural creatures or real-life serial killers? It is Wednesday, the 5th of June of 2019. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Before we get to those stories, we have entered into officially entered into cold drink season, and for some people, that means putting ice in everything. They asked people whether a bunch of drinks are better with or without ice. And there might be some surprising answers in this. I will tell you that I was on a trip to London some years back, and it didn't matter what I was drinking. If I was drinking a beer, it came out warm. Yeah, hot. Yeah. Um, if I went to a restaurant and I got a Diet Coke or even a glass of water, no ice. And so I would ask for ice, and they would they would take my drink, and they would take a little teaspoon and put like two or three little tiny ice cubes in there. Yeah. And you're like, what is the matter with you people? Right. So you just have to learn the language of whatever country you're in. (laughs) So I would go to a restaurant. I learned very quickly that you have to ask for a full cup of ice in addition to your drink or just Mm -hmm. say, would you please fill up a cup with ice and then put the diet? I mean, why do they do that? Is it supposed to be easier to digest if it's room temperature? Because I've heard that about. I, drinking water I don't know. before. I, I guess it's just a regional they, or cultural yeah. preference. I think that's just how they do it. But believe, they would look at me like I got two heads. Which is weird because like I cold. feel, but I also think like Americans are so used to like ice machines. You know what I mean? Like we get ice in everything and you think everything we take our is ice for granted. I do 100% because even when you go on these like all inclusive mm-hmm. vacations, the same exact thing. You're like, can I have ice? And they're like, oh. And they bring you like four cubes. And you're like, okay, it's 110. <laughs> Those That's are already melt melted. In two seconds. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's take a look at uh, what people like to put ice in. Like, uh, let's see, one in 25 people put ice in their beer. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I like it when they give you like one of those, if you go somewhere and you order a pitcher of beer and then they have a tube in the middle that contains ice so it doesn't water down the beer but keeps the beer cold. I do enjoy that. And I will put a few cubes on top if it's really cold, if it's, you know, warm. Mm -hmm. Uh, About as many people will put ice in milk and even red wine. My friend Ashley does ice in the wine. Ice in red wine or white wine. wine? Usually red, but... Any wine. Why not just refrigerate? Like, I prefer my red a little chill, but I don't want to water it down with ice either. So why not put it in like a wine fridge or a refrigerator? Or if you order it out, though, maybe you have to add a few cubes because it won't be, you know. Right. 
Uh, let's see, orange juice. Okay, I can see that. 11% like their ice and orange juice. Uh, white wine, I get that, especially if it's rosé, hot summer day. Maybe drop a cube or two in there to keep it cool. Uh, let's see, coffee. Sure, 48% love iced coffee. Heck yeah, anyway um, it comes. Yep, whiskey, that's another one. Not too much, but just enough to chill it. I feel like the ice melts in whiskey and mellows it out a little bit if it's like bitey if it's really rye i'm like i need some water in this thing especially for those uh 100 plus proof yeah suckers. <laughs> uh let's see water of course 71 percent uh 77 percent like soda with ice and 86 percent of folks say that lemonade is much better with ice so those are our american ice preferences Let's talk about pizza for just a moment. Pizza chains, they love to mess around with their crusts. And here is the latest one. Little Caesars is testing out its new Quattro crust pizza, where all four quarters of the pizza have a different kind of crust. There's one covered in cheese. There's one covered in Jen Jordan's favorite, bacon. Bacon. Got to have bacon on everything. One in jalapenos. And one in spices. Right, good. It does sound good. And it just so happens they're testing it at some stores in Kentucky. Oh, cool. There's no word on when it could go nationwide, but I'm sure Fritz will keep us all updated on that. It will. I like a good Little Caesar $5 pizza. That's one of the things I miss about living in Erlinger. (laughs) It was right by my house. We do like looking at technological trends and just the direction we're moving as an advanced society. For instance, when is the last time you picked up and used a landline? Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. A landline phone to talk to someone. I have a landline at my house and I use it all the time when I'm home. Is it a real landline or is it one that's hooked through the internet? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I guess it's it's through my cable. So, yeah. Yeah. And is it a cordless phone? Yeah. Yeah. My uh, family in Hazard, Kentucky, they are the only people that I know that have a landline and they have the same phone number that my granny had when we were growing up. Like it's been in the family for, I don't even know, 30 years Generations. Or more. Yeah. And my child loves to, she is fascinated by the landline. When we go down there, if that phone rings, she like picks it up and is like, what is this? Like it's some kind of like ancient Marvel, like wonderful thing. Right. Mm-hmm. She loves carrying it around. Well, it seems like a silly question because, you know, we live in a smartphone society. But as it turns out, uh, more people use landlines than you might think. Forty percent of people have used a landline in just the past few days. Now, it it does tend to be older people, but 
one of the things they like about it is the quality of the sound. It's a lot better than uh, a lot better sounding than cell signals for sure. And uh, then there's 25% of us who haven't used a landline in at least six months, and 2% have never used a landline. But I'll tell you what, if you ever have an opportunity to talk on a landline on an actual corded phone, it sounds mm-hmm. incredible. Like, it's so clear. Mm. Other are than clean. Here? Yeah, are these? these? Are, yeah. Yeah, other than work, because these are landlines at work, I haven't used a landline in years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm required to for voiceover work because they use it for conferences and ISDN lines. And also uh, my coach who was in Los Angeles, I worked with a voiceover coach. And she actually prefers using a landline instead of Skype because you're just like you're right on that mm-hmm. mic. And she's able to hear you better that way. So she insists that all of the voice actors that she works with have landlines. And they're super cheap. I never use it for anything else. I've got the phone on silent. There's no fancy stuff. There's no call waiting or anything like that. There's no voicemail on it. I just use it to dial out. Do you know the phone number? Three four five six seven eight eight. I'm just curious. Yep. Do you do you have you guys use? Do they even still have pay telephones? There are some pay here phones. And there. You'll run around. You'll run into. Them. We ran it. Where were we? We were. Was that when we were in California? We were somewhere together. And saw pay phones, and we were like, "What is this? Somebody take our picture!" Oh yeah, yeah. Was, New- was that New well, York? No, we were in New York. Yeah, yeah, there was a pay phone on a street corner, and we were like, "Wow, <laughs> oh, like it's so booth. wild!" Yeah, I well, it wasn't a booth, but it was. You know, there oh, were several of them. One of those little, you know, freestanding pay phones that they had. You know, those old New York telephone, those Ma Bell, yeah, uh-huh. tel- pay so telephones, funny. yeah. I know. I mean, it stood out enough that it caught our interest. It yeah. caught our eye, and prompted us to want to take a picture with it. Uh, what else do we have here this morning? Oh, Xbox. Xbox is taking on the stereotype about gamers' body odor. Because <laughs> they never get up from their gaming. Right. To take a shower or wash their hair. And so, evidently, Xbox wants to help gamers smell, or, or maybe not smell good per se, but at least smell clean. Microsoft just announced that they're teaming up with the people behind Axe Body Spray to make a new line of shower products for gamers. They're doing this in Australia and New Zealand, where Axe is known by the brand name Lynx. Remember how I told you that uh, Axe Body Spray is an international product, but they but it it's uh, it's represented under different brand names depending on what country you're in. And in Australia and New Zealand, they call Axe Body Spray Lynx. Well, they've created bright green body spray deodorant and shower called Xbox Lynx. Mm. They describe it as a pulsing green citrus scent, whatever that means. Pulsing? Mm. Pulsing green citrus. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was a there was a Febreze scent that they don't make anymore. In uh, when when P and G, does P and G still on the Febreze brand? I can never keep up. I know, you, constantly I used, buying I, and selling brands. I bought it for you before online. Remember on your birthday, I found you someone like eBay from a long time ago. Oh yeah, and it was a little bit of citrus and green tea together, and it was fantastic. It wasn't overwhelming. It was really kind of light and refreshing, but it. It wasn't very perfumey or 
too sweet it or too smells botanical. So, all that fiber, it smells so chemically to me. I mean, I just kind of make, it makes my throat tingle <laughs> and my nostrils burn. Well, these were just little scented papers that you would just place in. Um, and then there was an oil, like a diffuser that you could use. And I liked it because it wasn't that heavy, perfumey, chemically heavy scent. Mm-hmm. But this stuff, I guess, will be on sale next month in Australia and New Zealand. There's no word on whether or not it will expand to other countries, but I'll let you know if it does. Also, if you're more afraid of someone, here's a question. Let me ask you this. Are you more afraid that someone is going to randomly shoot you one day as you're walking down the street or that a haunted doll or ghost with some kind of unfinished business in this dimension is going to come come out of your walls and make your eyes bleed or something? You know, I don't really think about either one. Yeah, same. Yeah, I don't either. Me either, thankfully, because that can induce some serious anxiety. Right. According to a new survey, 5% of people say they're actually more afraid of supernatural creatures like demons or ghosts than they are of real people who are deranged. 48% of people are more afraid of real-life killers. 24% don't even really think about it. But what's interesting is men are more than twice as likely as women to be afraid of supernatural creatures. I wonder why that is. Are you just more connected to other worlds? Either that or maybe we've just seen one too many horror movies. That's probably I'm more, more scared likely. of heart disease. <laughs> Tim was just talking about how his toes are tingling. I know. So you just keep making beer and cheese. Hey, the toe tingling is from running the... Flying pig marathon. That's called neuropathy. Well, I got it. And in the it's, big ner- toe it's an on my issue right with you, you're having issues with your nerve endings. Well, what this do you is do? a problem. It could be diabetes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> my sugar's fine. <laughs> Doctor Google, ladies and gentlemen. I know. <laughs> Tell me your symptoms. We have to come up with a name, like because every time Jen does that, she reminds me of like crazy Aunt Betty or something like that. Like when she starts diagnosing people. Hey, I'm the like, only reason. Oh. I know that is because I've had tingling in my toes before, and you bet your butt I Googled it, and that's what I decided I had. I just envisioned somebody <laughs> taking a draw off a long cigarette. <laughs> tell me, let me tell you what you got. <laughs> tell me what you got. Here's what you got. Right, neuropathy. Right here. Right here. Neuropathy. <laughs> <laughs> now hand me those Winstons. <laughs> do what I say, not what I do. Can you imagine, like, the, you know, the, the grandkids come over and stuff. Oh, and yes. It's like, oh, honey, you got the sniffles? <laughs> Careful, you I could have the bird flu. I've got something what? for that. It's making the kids cry. Mommy. <laughs> come here, let's put a little less on your feet. We'll be fine. Aunt yeah, Jenny it. says I have bird flu. <laughs> I don't want to go to Aunt Jenny's house. She's going to diagnose me and then give me an oil. <laughs> Mommy, what's MRSA? Smell good. (laughs) 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 Hey, uh, just a heads up: assaulting someone with a condiment in the eyes of the law still accounts still counts as assault. There is a 37-year-old guy by the name of Peter Wagman from Pinellas Park, Florida. Pinellas Park. That's a fancy dance. They've got some really nice um, 
homes. Oh, with, well, I'm thinking. Oh, I was going to say dive bars. Homes, dive bars <laughs> yeah. and mobile home parks. Right. Oh. In Pinellas Park. Sounds right up my alley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the name of that bar? <laughs> we would both. You guys. Oh, uh, yeah. There was a bar. There was a bar. No, there was a bar that we would do gigs at. US 19 Pinellas Park. Oh, yeah. Think of it. Anyway. Yeah. That's where I watched the OJ Simpson white Bronco chase. Mm. This guy from Pinellas Park had been with his 41-year-old girlfriend for 11 years. And on Saturday night, they they got into an argument. And I guess she eventually went to sleep after the argument, but then she woke up at like 4.45 in the morning to find Peter standing over her, pouring ketchup on her bed, on her in her bed. And why is he pouring ketchup on her? I don't know, but he poured ketchup on her while she was in her bed, and then he yelled, that's what you get, B-word. Ooh. Well, anyway... Assault is assault. He was arrested for a misdemeanor domestic battery. And I guess that's not the first time the cops have been in their place either. They've both been arrested. They've both been arrested for domestic battery on each other before. Although the charges in both of those cases were dropped. And finally, are you letting your meat rest? We came across a list online of some basic cooking mistakes that people make all the time. And here are four good ones that are worth repeating. Letting your meat rest. You know, the juices spill out if you cut meat right away when you take it off the grill or out of the broiler, which dries out the meat and can make a mess on your plate. So the experts recommend you just give it a few minutes before your first cut. Let it sit there. Isn't it still cooking, too? I've kind of heard that, like, you're supposed to pull your meat off the grill early and then let it rest because it's still, like... Sure, every grill is different, but, yeah, what I'll do is uh, I take the tongs, Put the meat on the plate, bring it inside. I've already got aluminum foil. I just wrap it in there and give it another five minutes and comes out perfect every time. You know, but it's you gotta same. know your grill though. Right. And you know it's the same for frozen pizza. That when you take it out of the oven, it's still cooking for a few minutes. So don't let that cheese get too brown or that crust get too crusty. Because when you take <laughs> it out, it's gonna keep cooking for a little there you bit. Go. See, Listen good to, to you, know, Jen. Gourmet Fine. cook over here. <laughs> gourmet frozen pizza cook. Uh, let's see. Don't be afraid to use a lot of spices. Yes, you can over-season things, to be sure, but if your food tastes bland, it's probably because you're not seasoning it, seasoning it enough. And you don't have to get fancy. Even just adding salt and pepper while you're cooking can help. Uh, stop putting oil in your pasta water. Do you do that when you make pasta? Put oil in there? Some people do. I put a little bit of salt and that's it. Yeah. Uh, some people put oil, I guess, because they, they, uh, you know, they don't want the pasta to stick together when they're boiling it. But I guess as long as you mix the pasta right away, and my, I do not put oil in it because I find that is if you mix the pasta right away and just kind of stay on it, it won't stick together. Adding oil can make the pasta slippery so the sauce doesn't coat it as well. Maybe you're not adding enough salt to the water, though, because they say the right amount is two to four tablespoons per gallon of water in the pot. Two hmm. to four per gallon? Yeah, I'm definitely not putting a lot enough. Two to four tablespoons per gallon. I'm just like with the grinder. Oh. Uh, let's see. It says, do not add onions and garlic at the same time because onions take a little longer to cook. 
So wait a few minutes to add the garlic or it'll turn. It'll burn. The garlic will burn before the onions are done. And garlic will stick to pans quickly. So add that last. And one more bonus tip. When you make an omelet, cook the fillings separately before you add them. Hmm. Really? Oh. They do that at the resorts. That's how I learned how to cook an omelet at my house is when you go to the make your own omelet station, they have you pick all the stuff that you want to put in it and put it in a, and they put it on top of it in a bowl. And then they put that bowl of stuff into a pan and then they cook that up and then they add the egg to it. I cannot get an omelet right no matter what I do. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not that dumb in the kitchen. You know, I can make most basic stuff. But for some reason, I just my, cannot. Res, my thing with omelet. that would be you're probably not letting it cook long enough on the one side. Yeah. You almost have to let it. So you cook your toppings right. and then you add the egg yeah. and then you almost let it cook all the way through yeah. before flipping it over. I know. I'm so afraid of overcooking the yeah. egg, though. It's so easy to do. It is. But you have to flip it over. And then when once you flip it over, you let it cook on that side to get that right. side done. And then that's when you put the cheese on the inside and then fold over. Yeah, the other thing I'm noticing. Fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, the result is. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So my new thing is I've been adding. um, I'll take borzon cheese and I'll take it out so it gets to be room temperature, and then I'll take a little Ziploc sandwich bag, Mm -hmm. snip a corner off, and I'll pipe in borzon cheese into the omelet. That sounds good. And because I'm having trouble making omelets, it ends up becoming borzon cheese scrambled eggs. But <laughs> here's what I need. it's still delicious. So instead of the omelet, you do a frittata. Oh, yeah. And you oh. put it in, a, stick it in the oven. You mix it all up like scrambled eggs oh. and you put it in the oven. Yeah. It has a little crust on the top. And then you don't have to worry about flipping and mixing and all that other business. Mm, it is one of the best ways to cook eggs is in the oven. A lot of people don't realize that either. And uh, as they say in France, make sure you whisk very well your eggs. There's <laughs> no separation. Well eggs. Whisk very well, blend very well your eggs. So that they're nice and fluffy. Right. Yeah, I don't add milk or anything to it because it just, it just takes away some of the fluffiness. I, I know some like people add stuff to it. I don't think you need Amy to add Tobin anything to Tobin told us one time, I believe, to add water. Like that adds a little more depth and fluffiness to the egg. We'll have to ask her. She's definitely coming in Is she tomorrow. coming in tomorrow? Yep. Okay. See, Jen, cooking is fun. Sounds like a ball. I'm glad we had this conversation. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at cbgairport.com.